right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith, here once again with Chuck in the flesh and John by Miracle of Computer Phone from a Dollar General in Alabama, America. Hey now. Allow me, allow me to clarify. I'm technically outside of what's called a Monkey Joe's stealing <laughs> the Wi-Fi, staring at the kitties. <laughs> oh, goodness. What is a Monkey Joe's? Is that a knockoff Dollar General, or is that it's, a preschool that you are... The, sounds like a jump The Dollar house. General is next door. Monkey Joe's appears to be a place where you put your children into a germ-infested bounce house, and then from what this checkered shirt fella is doing, looking at TMZ on his phone, I, I can see everything. There's a lady reading a if you are... Robert Patterson book. There is a... I would say it's if you are a... dressed, John, as you are normally dressed, and you're just sauntering around like a what might be construed as a daycare. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in one of the I'm, redder states of the union. I'm wearing a cravat and a brooch. Yeah. A cravat? Yeah, there are yeah. going to be police called on you. I, we may never see you again. A, I was supposed to be having brunch with the grandmother who has probably informed my fashion sense more than any other, so I was dressed <laughs> to the nines. <laughs> I can't wait to see pictures of you two. Yeah, don't... Oh. But, John, do I, not I take like out both, your... I look exactly like both of my grandmothers and take style tips from both, one of whom is a Native American woman who makes her own turquoise jewelry, and the other of whom might be the last Southern Belle, so it's Dip. like a horrible designing women, uh, last of the Mohicans mashup. Old school debutante. I was going to say, whatever you, whatever you do, John, while you loiter outside of this daycare, do not start taking photos. No. Just no. do not start. No. I mean, this really does look bad, guys. I'm just parked in front of a Monkey Joe's, <laughs> drinking. I, I can peer directly into it, drinking out of a huge Arby's Big Gulp. Love it. <laughs> sitting on my phone with the car running. You know what you need to do? Keep one hand on the wheel while you're talking on the phone so no one gets any <laughs> suspicions of what you're doing. They can only see one of my hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, as we meet, as the NBA season has wrapped up, I think this is now a World Cup and Bonnaroo podcast. Sure. That works. Yeah. I think it can get into – we'll, we'll post – my own Bonnaroo weirdness. Yeah, if you want to join, I'm not really. This will get dark if we start talking about Bonnaroo. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hide the Bonnaroo behind a paywall. Yeah, if you want to join <laughs> our Patreon? Chuck has committed to uh, putting some of his recollections down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't in audio even referring format. to Chuck's. I wasn't even referring to Chuck being like a, a drug-addled maniac. I'm just Chuck sent me a photo of himself from Bonnaroo. And Chuck has lost 30 pounds while <laughs> being a complete dilettante. <laughs> and I've, and in the meantime, I'm busting my balls trying to lose weight and probably gain 10 pounds. Mm. So I'm just infuriated. He's wearing your Mike Bibby jersey. He's wearing my Mike Bibby jersey, which he did not bring me. Sorry, my Mike Bibby jersey. Chuck shut up empty-handed. He's had my Zach Randolph jersey for years, yeah. Keith. I don't you think guys you know how this works. Never getting these back. Here's the thing. Chuck <laughs> looks so good in that Mike Bibby jersey. I look terrible in every basketball jersey oh yeah i was so I mean, jealous I, I of chuck like, i look like ted cruz when i wear basketball jerseys if i gave you back that jersey now keith and you put it on even after i washed it you would get high yeah. off of acid I, I was about to say like chuck also is a special kind of filthy that never really gets because chuck's not like chuck doesn't like get clean by like washing chuck's the guy who has like different kinds of cologne in his glove box <laughs> i'm not kidding i'm very french like that so yeah this is a, this is a kind of filth have you noticed that like my zebo jersey was baby blue it is now gray it's grayish and i don't know what your mike Bibby's color is now oh, but man. it's what it, it's not the original color it was the <laughs> vancouver Probably like vancouver a turquoise red. yeah yeah, I don't know. Got a lot. Totem, of, totem pole turquoise. Got a lot, lot, lot of compliments on that jersey. Nice. It unfortunately was not a Muchi Norris jersey. No, oh, I would much Mucci. rather have a Muchi Norris jersey. Sure. It is hard to find a throwback Vancouver. Yeah, there's not many. Yeah. You get you get the Bibbies and the Reeves. That's about it. Yeah. My bass player's child has a Vancouver Grizzlies hat that I have almost stolen. Mm-hmm. Like legitimately thought about. I could just take this. 
Because he's a child. He take this. Mind yeah. fight. Yeah, and, he, and he's one of those quiet kids, too. I don't even think he'd rat me out. <laughs> your uh, your podcast partner's son also has a Vancouver Grizzlies hat. Yeah. Well, why, you need to mind him around me. <laughs> yeah. I've, been, I've had thoughts. <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, as we move into the post, uh, the post regular season or playoff, actually, I mean, it's not the post basketball. The post basketball actually being played right now. Basketball is on our time, mm-hmm. which I love. I, I don't remember what the last time we've did. did we discuss Colangelo. We did, yeah. right? Yes, we did. He resigned okay, so, while we were podcasting last week. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he had but not. Did we yet, react, oh, oh, did we he react did. to the finals we, ending? No, because no. that had not occurred. Right. But okay. uh, I mean, it had occurred. <laughs> Game three was over. Right. So we we can get to all that, but we don't want to jump over breakfast, John. No. So did you guys, uh, John, did you have any special breakfasts? Your brunch was canceled. Did my you My brunch uh, was canceled. So uh and this is this is on my my father's side of the family which is rather affluent and we were going to go to like the have like a a catered country club-esque breakfast. Uh, and so since that didn't work out, I'm staying with the other side of my family which is lives in like a trailer park on an Indian reservation. So I went to the finest restaurant nearby, which was a giant, like Ving Rhames would be proud of this Arby's. <laughs> it's a giant Arby's. Like I've We've never seen an Arby's so large because so many people eat inside there. Yeah. And I, and I hadn't been to Arby's in a really long time. I always remember Arby's being amazing and it pretty much isn't amazing. It's just a conduit for their amazing horsey sauce. So oh, yeah. Man. But yeah. the, but man, the the roast beef on this one was really chewy and weird, and I ended up having to spit a like you know when you do like the put some into the napkin thing <laughs> from the mouth, <laughs> and you feel really gross. So you're all mealy mouthed, and like you can get away with it at an Arby's, but it, when it happens at a nice restaurant, it like pretty much ruins your meal. You're like, oh, I'm <laughs> disgusting. I'm some foul. I, I, that's that was my break. It was not a good breakfast, but I did. Uh, Keith, you'll be interested in this because you have to stop at gas stations constantly, right? You guys do that, right? Yeah, sure. Can you even go into a gas station without buying candy, Keith? That's a great question. Most I of my can't. life, I was very disciplined to never spend any money whatsoever because I did not okay. have any money whatsoever. So, like, right. I was so disciplined from just growing up in my household that, like, when you go into a gas station, no, we're not buying anything. Like, we can't, we can't pay a dollar for a bag of M&Ms or whatever. Right. So I was very much like that until... Later in my life, when I got married to someone with a job, <laughs> and suddenly... I'm, st- I'm almost there, man. Yeah, yeah. So suddenly I was like, <laughs> it took me a couple of years to adjust to the fact that I have disposable income. And as I obviously have a very famous sweet tooth, uh, it is difficult for me to go into gas stations and not buy things. But still, my leftover growing up in the first, whatever, 30 years of my life of not really having money, I... Uh, that still is the predominant thing where I actually don't have that, that big of an issue turning down gas station candy. Hmm. My takeaway is still that box of Mike and Ike's only cost a dollar at Kroger. Right. I can wait. Right. Okay, I see. True. Well, I can't. I've never been able to stop myself. I have to buy something at every gas station. <laughs> That's interesting. I usually, uh, I'm, I'm getting a pack of cigarettes and that, you know, fulfills my guilt quota for my Catholic conscience. You know, all the things that were put onto me as a kid. So I don't, I don't ever really buy candy, but sometimes I'll get a like a Snickers candy bar, like yeah. the ice cream. Oh, well, I've got a it. new go-to, Delicious. Keith. I don't, have you had the Hershey's Gold Bar yet? Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about it. Other than I believe they sponsored uh, some big concert tour that came through Nashville. It's not chocolate; it's caramel. Yeah, I'm not. I don't but, and the peanuts and pretzels are whipped into a Hershey bar. Oh, so the very fabric that of was the Hershey Chuck bar for our listeners. I, you know, I, yeah, I, I was worried this might be too savory for you. Candy bars are, are fine. I want, I want that tangy fruit candy. Mm. You know? Okay, and sweet tart, right. South, sweet, yeah. Any of the, any well, of that's that. It's the best candy fabric. bar I've ever had. That is, that is convincing. Chuck, did you have a breakfast? I did. I went to a proper bagel today. They had me a proper bagel. And a Bialy. You ever had a Bialy? Really no. irritating name for a place. Like, it is extremely irritating. Yeah, but the bagels are proper. You're in I front of a, a place called Monkey Joe's. Yeah, exactly. I went to. Am uh, I ever? I had a rosemary and garlic cream cheese bagel. Everything on the on the ba- bagel uh, had applewood smoked bacon, scrambled egg, and uh, a little bit of red onion. So it was great. And then a Bialy. You ever had a Bialy? I don't know what that is. Oh yeah. It's like, a, it's like a bagel, but it's flatter. It's not as round. I'm not certain how they make it, but 
on the inside, it's like chopped garlic and some butter, a little salt and pepper, and it's fire. But it isn't Very. as uh, chewy on the inside, and it's thinner and kind of like low-profile bagel kind of thing. But it doesn't have a hole that goes all the way through. It just has a hole that goes like halfway through. The Jews have breakfast on locks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a matzah something to say. <laughs> Sorry. My, my breakfast was uh, just some yogurt, some vanilla yogurt with strawberries. Hmm. Life Good to see that Keith's uh, post NBA depression is in full swing. <laughs> I am, yeah. I am ecstatic that the playoffs are over. Oh man, I'm ecstatic. <laughs> Bonnaroo's over. I got the Bonna Blues. Yeah. I got the <laughs> serotonin depletion that you get when you've done what I did for as long as I did for four days. What you straight. did is called Bonnaroo butt dust. Uh. <laughs> it's a combination of cocaine and, as millions of people are walking around, that red orange dust that you breathe in the whole time <laughs> that usually makes me sick for a week afterwards yeah coats the inside of your nose everybody well, tells you you need to like wear a bandana over your mask like some kind of mad max warlord <laughs> but but like how do you put all of the drugs into your face if you're wearing a bandana <laughs> over your mouth we missed you this year buddy everybody talked about it did you yeah did you really no i didn't everybody else <laughs> All right, well, those were our breakfasts. After our breakfast, we move to our breakfast in bed apologies. This is our chance to make right what we might have gotten wrong on any previous episode. It is often, frequently, the first time we talk about the NBA. Does anyone have anything they need to apologize for? I'd like to go ahead and apologize to our $8 and above Patreon supporters because we haven't thanked them in some time. Oh, yes. We'll begin with the Sokowski siblings, Cloud mm. Atlas, I loved it, Liam, Max Headroom Green, Chris, Insurance Adjuster slash Film Noir Protagonist Howell, <laughs> Sam, Forget Forget Paris Wilkinson, Ryan, Blood Boy Darling, Varof, Cursor of Hamstrings Nariman, Paul, Wallace, and Gromans, Damon, Geek Squad, Rangula, Joshua, Son of Herb, Herbertson, Ian, they're just giving away Netflix specials these days, Carmel, and Brian, <laughs> give us a call or email, Brian, Morning Why. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Keep guys. the lights on. We love you all. And by the way, for real, Ian Carmel with a his Netflix Check special him. will be on July 3rd. I believe it's a part of a show, but it's coming out on July 3rd. He shows us so much love. He really does. Best. So uh, definitely check that out. It's Netflix. It's free. I mean, I assume you pay for Netflix. But no. You have a login. I have my mom's. You have a Netflix login. Mm-hmm. Watch Ian's special. Uh, and Agatha or whatever there. her name is has Ber- Netflix. Bernadette. What is Bernie watching on Netflix? Don't call her Bernie. She'll smack you in the mouth. <laughs> uh, what is Bernie Mac Bernadette. watching on Netflix? Bernie dead. Just Passion of the Christ on repeat. <laughs> yeah, she's watching, like, uh, the Pope say rosaries. <laughs> um, oh, son, have you seen this Ozark? Okay, you know, you'd you'd love this Breaking Bad. Walter did, White's incredible there, Did son. she have opinions on Philomena? I don't know. <laughs> did she see that? Trying to get her to watch Narcos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my There's apology. this show about Colts on lately. I can't get enough of it. <laughs> My apology is something you guys would never know occurred, but I, I, I will go ahead and atone for it. I tweeted from the wrong account. No, oh, no. I, I used a burner, uh, and I don't this remember. Is how, this is how it all falls Yeah, down? this is how it falls apart. So I, I tweeted something on a burner that was supposed to be a fast break breakfast tweet. Uh, <laughs> it got way more likes than any of the other uh, tweets from this other account. Oh. I, I don't normally use my, my good material on the uh, on the burner, and like this, again, is, this I, is like your Netflix special material. You're not going to use the really right, good right, stuff. right. So I mean, I, I still don't think anyone will will, will connect <laughs> it to me. But it was a mistake where I'm like, oh, that's how things go bad. <laughs> that's how things go bad. Calangelesque. Yeah, yeah. I, I tweeted. I, I did. A, I did a barbotini, <laughs> and I, I tweeted from the wrong account. Uh, but you know, it, it got got a little traction for the other burner account. But uh, whoopsie daisy. That's how. That, that's that's how it all ends. So uh, my apology this week. I thought LeBron was going to get a game. <laughs> I thought there was yeah. no way he was going to, through sheer force of will, create a victory for that team despite having a bunch of players who literally forgot what a basketball was, you know? No. And we'll get to that later in the show. But it was literally like they were all trolling him like it was a prank. They were all in the parking lot before the games going, hey, let's just piss them off real bad. We'll just not hit any open looks. And they all had open looks, all of them. 
You didn't think I didn't think LeBron tried that hard either. Yeah, you didn't think he was going to roll over and die? Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I, I really thought he would get a game, and he kind of did like that thing with like the dog where, yeah. Yeah, just for, because. the butt or rolls over on its back. He yeah, has. He, he showed submission. Right. He had, yeah, he kind of just played dead. And it was this, it, it was the same kind of behavior I saw in Miami against the Spurs in 2014. It was the same thing that happened in Cleveland in 2010 when he lost to the Celtics. It's that dumb body language stuff that we hate, but it's true. He looked I, disinterested. I, I've been really riding hard for LeBron the past few months right. on, on this show. And I guess staying in that vein, I very much believe the bone bruise, nearly broken hand theory. Yeah. Because we all saw in game two, he wasn't hitting shots and he stopped hitting shots. He, he yeah. didn't even take he didn't even take three pointers in game four. He went twenty four minutes without a bucket yeah. in game in game four. So like the fact that he clearly could not shoot as well in games two, three, and four combined. And then you, you can see photos where his hand is swollen. Yeah. Like, I'm not I mean, saying, it didn't lose him the series. That's I mean, fine. And uh, it is very irritating that, like, well, you know how, like, <clears throat> sometimes, like, beautiful girls will have, like, the real, really mopey, usually overweight girls with them? <laughs> well, Brian Windhorst is <laughs> LeBron James's mopey, fat best friend who makes everything better for him. Right. By instantly releasing that information. I, on this... I have here a General Sessions Court Department of Probation envelope that I wrote everyone's name on. And then on top of that, I wrote down, Brian Windhorse is LeBron's fat girl. <laughs> and now I'm trying to piece this all together. But it was I thought it was irritating and rather convenient that we find out about that. And he, I hated that he wore the cast. The ca- Wearing right the cast the was a bad move. I that was like the guy wearing that. the neck brace in court. One hundred percent. That was that was that was Bill Murray in Wild Things. Not not yeah. good. <laughs> it wasn't good. But you know, I think uh, you know, if you're looking at it now, uh, the legacies you know remains for LeBron. He's only been swept in finals where he hasn't had James Jones on his team. So guys, you know, yeah. there's a pattern. Yeah. I, I don't there's, know wh- if there's one, two things that this finals has taught me. According to this envelope, it's that. LeBron James is not very likable and that you should never disobey a police officer's orders. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, those were our breakfast in bed. Apologies. Before we get to our steak and eggs, best thing, we have a few listener submitted questions. The croissant? Questionnaire. Any questions? Um, yes. Are you going to finish that croissant? Knock yourself out. I saw Future at Bonnaroo. I got a video of that uh, that clip with the uh, oh, yeah, with mask the off with the beat. Yeah, it was great. Nice. Yeah. You sure that was? You sure that isn't Drake? I think everything is Drake. I know you think everything's Drake, John. Uh, Feeling Minnesota asks, "What would you speculate was the Warriors' quote shocking behind the scenes issue?" In quote or issues that David West alluded to in the post-game celebration. I got this. So Steve Kerr goes to a party with his older brother. <laughs> he has he has a chocolate, piece of chocolate cake that he does not know has nuts in it. The nuts, Steve Kerr is highly allergic to nuts, deathly allergic to nuts. <laughs> he ingests them. He ends up going to his brother saying, we have to leave this party. I'm doing really poorly. Please take me home. The brother who's high as a... Huh, Drives him home, but Steve Kerr can barely breathe, so Steve Kerr sticks his head out of the car window to get some air. Unfortunately, on the way home, Steve Kerr's head strikes a telephone pole, killing him. (laughs) Steve Kerr is dead in the backseat of this car. The older brother goes inside, can't face Steve Kerr's parents. Steve Kerr's parents come outside the next day to find Steve Kerr is headless in the backseat of this car. Decapitated. Decapitated. Uh, Then... uh, uh, this uh, Steve Kerr's older brother goes to school the next day, racked with guilt, comes back and s- starts to realize the that Steve Kerr, headless Steve Kerr, is beginning to possess him. <gasps> and then finally, lots of nude people show up, <laughs> and lo and behold, Steve Kerr's older brother is possessed by Steve Kerr and becomes Lord Paymon, the <laughs> Devil King. Now that may or may not have been the plot to Hereditary. <laughs> But 
Steve Kerr does look like that little girl from Hereditary. That's funny. How that did really great. no one knew what John was talking about? Right? I yeah, I've never seen Hereditary. Yeah, no, that's like a really small movie that just <laughs> that just came out. I mean, it's going to be a big movie, but yeah, no, I love it. John John watches a lot of movies. Yeah, John watches every movie. In three in three weeks or three years, I will eventually he's, get he's that He's like, joke. this movie came out four days ago. I will do a one-minute bit on it I was, I was that between, no one will understand. I was between Hereditary and Hotel Artemis, which comes out today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I was laughing at the ridiculous of the whole the ridiculousness of the whole thing, not because I knew what he was talking about. Right. They're for me. All so. the jokes are for me. <laughs> uh I think it's more uh, that no one likes Draymond or Kevin Durant. Oh. I think if I'm the Warriors. I thought Draymond was the leader. You think they've gotten tired of his shtick? I think they're incredibly tired of his shtick. Mm. He's a tiresome fellow. The greatest t-shirt ever he wore at the parade. It was the uh, Arthur hand with three rings on it. It was LeBron's meme from earlier this year. The fist, the balled up fist. It was uh, Draymond wore a shirt with three rings on it. Basically, like sh- showing shade, throwing it. it out. It's great, but if he's a he's a nudnik. If the tell war- me more, Keith. Tell me more. More about just how much he's just not liked. Yeah, I'm just reading it. It seems like a lot of work to keep this guy in line, and you know, I feel like he was probably a catalyst. He he is a catalyst for what the Warriors have been I mean, doing. He does but everything they need. If they were a forward thinking, light years organization, picks w- would they consider uh, cutting bait? Because he also said this week he's hoping to qualify for the Supermax contract and and, uh, doesn't anticipate, you know, taking a pay cut, which is a hilarious thing to to posture. But uh, it seems like if you have Clay, Steph, and Durant and Draymond, I think we've hit a point where maybe Draymond is the most, um, I don't know. That might be there controversial. Was, it, it, there was a time when I would have said that Draymond was the second most important warrior, but an entire season of him not being that Draymond. Uh, although I do think for most of the playoffs he was, minus the three-point shot that would not fall. Um, you know, if he can't turn it on at will for the rest of his career, then he's definitely the least important of that quadrilogy. Yeah. Going again, going forward. Like like Draymond yeah. again, huge this playoff series, right. un- unstoppable in that Pelican series. Uh, but I'm saying going forward, as he gets a little older, he's gonna be 29 next year. Yeah. Like yeah, and, and is he gonna paid. keep working hard? Is he gonna stay in the good graces of management? I'm just saying a forward thinking or- organization, a Bill Belichick run organization, Pat Riley might be time. Hey, let's cash this guy out. Yeah. Let's, let's trade this guy. Because he a- he shows the uh, he shows symptoms of the disease of me. You oh, know. Yeah. Which is yes. Riley's favorite, uh, you know, ideology when it comes to winning is you have to get rid of that disease. You know, it's the most difficult thing for players to do when they are part of a team is to sacrifice. He's not going to sacrifice money. I, um, right, I can't wait to Let's see go. how long he bleeps that out for. <laughs> All right. So an- another question. Love Kebabs 69. Shout out, darling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Love Kebabs 69 asks. Any exciting plans for you guys this summer? Going anywhere interesting? What TV shows are you going to binge? Another sport that will fill the void in your soul for a few months? Or is the free agency offseason enough for you? A lot of questions. Is World Cup, baby. Start today. Yeah, the World Cup. Again, way to go, uh, United States. We got the World Cup in 2026. Mm -hmm. Turns out separating infants from their mothers was just the human rights abuse (laughs) we needed to appeal to FIFA and finally get the World Cup back. Love it. It helps that we got the, like, you know, Cavs, Warriors-esque, USA versus Morocco showdown we needed to win. Yeah. (laughs) And we also added Kevin Durant as superstar Mexico and Canada as well. (laughs) It was a pretty pretty lopsided affair, I'd say. So, so yes, soccer. Yes, soccer. The World Cup will take some of that void. Uh, The big three. Here we go. Is starting uh, this coming Friday, June 22nd. just lit up. We have a special big three guest coming out on Monday. Bonzi Wells. Get it. On the show. Uh, So that'll be fun. Uh... But also the final answer, the final question is free agency offseason enough for me? Yes, it is. Dreaming about free agency offseason will take up so much of my just sitting mental power 
Well, Keith I'm actually just... calls the NBA regular season the off off season. Yeah, mm. that's that that's more boring. But are you guys are you guys going anywhere interesting or 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 binging any special shows? I'm Chuck? going to uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico. Oh, nice. Going to camp and uh, you know do Bonnaroo esque things. Okay. Is and that where Burning Man is? I don't know. <laughs> We're just going to go camping. There's like a I'm bunch just going to travel to walk the earth, uh, sitting outside of Monkey Joe's. A woman just stared at me for a solid minute, by Good. the way, guys. So she, is, I hope she took this is your going tag, well. Your tag I, put, number. I put my other hand where she could see it. So <laughs> I'm going, I mean, I'm going, I'm going, the only traveling I'm doing is to watch basketball. Go, yeah. going, to, going to Las Vegas. When's that? Uh, July. I'm going July 6th. Uh, Follow so him, Chuck. Follow that, him. That, I'm him. going to uh, Santa Fe July 7th. Man, swing on by. Maybe I should fly you out of Vegas. swing by. Make awesome. fly out of Vegas and drive over. So, it'd be so awesome. Would, you can wear, be, you can wear I will the probably Bibi be in Los Angeles and on the Zebo jerseys. Yeah, well, we can all out. we can all be very nearby each other and not hang out, which is status which is quo. Status preserved. quo. What I would love is because you know summer league is Keith's Bonnaroo. Mm-hmm. It's his. It's the best thing. Ever. Right. It's what he loves more than anything. Is what he he looks forward to, and I would love to go. Uh, see him in that element where he's built years of goodwill with all of these sports reporters and, and oh. players and just ruin it. Oh, no, no, we'll see. And see the fear in his you, eyes when I start talking have, to someone he you've respects. You've overestimated it. I <laughs> Most of it is me sitting alone <laughs> yeah. in crowds yeah. talking to strangers. Looking like, for like yeah. Damon. Yeah, I figure I mean, it's Keith having like Tourette's-esque bursts. To no one in particular. Trying to photobomb the Milwaukee one of the, Bucks. W- one of the best characters at Summer League, John, who's been there every year I've gone, is a guy who has something going on, who sits uh, very close to the action, and he calls the game. He does his own play-by-play to the game, wow. and he is incredible. <laughs> like It's like an old-timey radio uh, doing like Aaron Fox to the thing and he swings it across, breaks to the goal, goes basket, and it scores too. Like he are does you, it. Are you sure this isn't Zach Harper? <laughs> no, it is phenomenal. And every year, people near him just do the, like they look over my shoulder and like, where's that coming? Because it sounds like something that's being piped in. And then you're like, oh, that's that guy right there doing that. And so like. Every year, it's one of the characters. So, no, I mean, Summer League is awesome. Every time I hear, like, big-name NBA writers or even small-name NBA writers being like, Las Vegas, Summer League, it's so exhausting. It's such a drag. Yeah. I'm just, like, kid in candy store. This is so much fun. Like, I don't know. I still don't get tired of just seeing NBA personalities walk by continually. You're like, oh, there's Gary Payton. There's Kiki Vandeweghe. There's Allen Houston. There's Grant. Like, it's just continuous. And then those guys are scrapping the court. I have something similar that I used to go to called Dragon Con. Uh, Oh, John, we've talked about this. I went to Dragon Con one time and did not want to leave. My entire party was like, let's go to a bar or something. I'm like, why would we leave this hotel? (laughs) There's an endless sea. My band band played 10 straight Dragon Cons, buddy. I've seen it all. Just standing by the escalator, (laughs) there's an endless sea. Of uh, people dressed Cosplay. up, of, of yeah, cosplayers, just conti- just continual. You can watch like a million people go by, and there's a lot of it, really hot chicks dressed as like hentai, a, hentai characters. I desperately want to go. Or is the ba- Stay Puft Marshmallow Man? Yeah, <laughs> I desperately want to go back to to uh, to NBA. I mean, to uh, Dragon Con. The three of us should do that. We should, I would I would cosplay as anything if you guys would. <laughs> can we? With me. Can we? And while every other NBA podcast goes to Summer League, can we go to Dragon Con? Yeah, and I'll be John. Do you, do you still have we, a contact? Can we podcast? At, on a Dragon Con panel. And yeah, and then <laughs> I will watch Westworld if need be. And then we can cosplay oh. as NBA players at Dragon Con and confuse the shit out of people. You know uh <laughs> you, you know who I you know who I cosplayed as when I went? Who? Russ Cole. I remember. Yeah. From, from True Detective. Yes, I do remember. Two people knew what I was. <laughs> you had a can of Lone Star? Yeah, it was a uh it, it was a, a sexy Reggie Ledoux. <laughs> there was a girl dressed up as Reggie Ledoux. <laughs> Was one of the only people who recognized who I was. Funny. Anyway, all right, those were the. I never, uh, I've never gone as in character as cosplay, but people have mistaken me as Bar from Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't wearing any costumes. So. All right, well, those were our croissant questionnaire. Listener sub listener submitted questions from our Patreon supporters. If you want to submit your own question, you got to become a Patreon supporter. Uh, if you do that, you get access to bonus content. There's also a good chance you will win a prize of some sort, which we are we are just 
spending pretty much all of our money on shipping yeah. to Austria yeah. uh, for That's these great. prizes. <laughs> Shout out Texi Mista. For, uh, for, for winning contests. But if you want some bonus content, you want to hear Chuck's Bonnaroo-only confessions, uh, and if you want to submit your own croissant questions, you do that by going to patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. You can also sign up for the Slack chat. That's $3 a month. But hey, $1 a month gets you access to almost everything. And obviously, you support the show. So help us out. Patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. One more time. Patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. All right. Steak and eggs. Best thing What's your best thing? And actually, before we even say it, I keep forgetting it. We're having a draft party draft in party. Nashville, Tennessee. I'm getting that it. was my best thing. Oh, okay. So John, go ahead and get it. Steak and eggs, best thing. Tell us about tell us about the draft party we're having. Mainstay Bar and Grill, home to the PB and J wings and the best margarita in town. We're gonna get everybody together and watch Keith and I get really angry. Oh, it's when the be, Grizzlies it's either trade so themselves into angry. oblivion, I can't wait, or take. Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr., who was confirmed alive by Chris Wallace. Michael Porter Jr., who... We need to go into that for the the people that aren't obsessed with Twitter. Well, I mean, Chris Wallace had a quote that says, like, uh, Michael Porter Jr. was out here looking alive and energetic and fresh, and that's that's so he passed the first test. Step one, be alive. Step one was was being alive. (laughs) Isn't it? Uh, Anyway, so... Now Michael Porter Jr. canceled his workout that was supposed to happen this Friday, causing the ringer and people to, to suspect that maybe he was going to go to the Grizzlies. He's been rumored to the Kings at two, but now it's come out that he canceled. can he just f- be hurt? Yeah, well, it came out that he has a strained hip. There's leaked oh, information that he has <laughs> trouble getting out of bed some days. Mm-hmm. He's 19. He's had back surgery. Why would anyone draft him? Yeah. I, I mean, I see the allure because you can talk yourself and, oh, we're getting a steal because this guy used to be the, you know, consensus number one player in the country. But there's too many ticks in the ledger in the con column. Yeah, it just seems insane to take him so high. So if you're at our watch party, and again, you don't have to be a Grizzlies fan to come to our draft party. All Any NBA welcome. fan anywhere close to Nashville, come to the mainstay on Thursday, June 21st. Uh, at 6 p.m., we'll be having two-for-one on beers and well drinks. We'll have the $5 wing special. We will be giving away Grizzlies prizes, so that's the only drawback if you're not a Grizzlies fan. Mm-hmm. You might Keith win a sign. will talk to you. Yeah, you might I win a sign. Chandler Parsons nice <laughs> hat. Yeah, Chuck and I will definitely engage with you. So come to the mainstay June 21st. So my personal, uh, if you come out to the mainstay, I will buy you a drink if you are wearing sh- suit shorts. <laughs> so if you have a blazer and some Oxford shoes and shorts on, drinks on me. I'll do the same thing, but you also have to have a $71,000 Gucci Cabana bag. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy a drink for you if you're wearing any Vancouver Grizzlies throwback that isn't Bryant Reeves or Mike Bibby. Ooh. I'm buying your son a drink. Or are you going to have to buy your son a drink, maybe? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, my best thing, again, sticking hard on the Grizzlies angle. My best thing is the Grizzlies hiring Jerry Stackhouse. Whoa, hey now. Almost friend of the show, perhaps enemy of the show. Jerry Stackhouse gets hired to the Grizzlies coaching staff. This seems like a tremendous hire, not just for our podcast. Oh, no, it'd be great for us. It is great for our podcast. Yeah. But, like, he seems like one of the best coaching candidates that was out there. The stuff he did for Raptors 905, his embracing of analytics to kind of turn around like that franchise. Like I remember talk, hearing him talk on the Woj pod years ago, like just he, he was a bright coaching candidate. He was rumored to lots of coaching jobs. I guess he did not want to take the or the Raptors weren't interested. They hired Marvel superhero Nick Nurse uh, as their <laughs> head coach. Uh, for the paltry Grizzlies-esque sum of $3 million per season. But so Stackhouse was like a coaching, a legit head coaching candidate to have him come join the staff to help with the player development, help this, this uh, the young Grizzlies team, hopefully, that's uh, hoping the Grizzlies team is young, with Chad Forcier, who's a development coach, who's been with the Spurs and the Magic. Like, I love what they're doing with the Grizzlies coaching staff. Also what hired- a strange Billy Bean-esque story that this guy, Jerry Stackhouse who the numbers tell you has 
kind of a bastion of inefficiency. Yes. Yeah. And, and one of those guys you would put on your team for non, you know, analytics reasons, embracing analytics, just kind yeah. of, kind of interesting. I, I do hope to ask him about that. If, if it works out, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Trying to get Jerry Stackhouse on the show. This may just be destroyed. Uh, like our whole relationship that we've built with the, it might enter when we talk to him and he realizes that for the past four years, we have created an award for sh- <laughs> for crappy play based off of his name. Yeah. Um, this man poorly because yeah. he. So we'll, we'll see. We want zero smoke with him. But it looks it, again. It looks like as much as I, I hate on all the personnel moves that the Grizzlies have made, coaching staff wise, I now really like this coaching staff. Yeah. Like so, I'm 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 pr- I'm pretty excited and uh, maybe just blindly optimistic. I like can't I get do over for, that uh, uh, that iShop is going to ruin our relationship with the Grizzlies. It would be. It would be perfectly be perfect. a fitting. In the words, it's in the words of Keith's son, whose name I do not know. Everything breaks. <laughs> That's right. Everything always breaks. So my best this week <laughs> is uh, Quinn Cook. If you guys don't know, was on the bench in civilian clothes. Civvies in the oh. civvies during <laughs> yeah. his game four. Uh, the game four Warriors win manages after the victory to go put on his uniform because he needs to stunt for the gram. <laughs> He's got to let everybody know. He probably did some laps around the building, got real sweaty. He's not, I mean, he knows nobody's going to check the stat sheet. They're going to look at the pictures where he's holding the, uh, the O'Brien trophy, smiling like a maniac. How many times Wait. has this happened before? And we just didn't know it. I didn't even know what happened I, this time. Yeah. I broke his oh. brain when I told him this. He's like, shut up, save it for the show. <laughs> So, I mean, but he just did it to, to party. I mean, he's got a costume well, change. He didn't, want, he didn't want to get his, his, his nice suit all, all probably champagne, champagne soaked. Yeah. He probably, you know, had a $4,000, you know, Balenciaga outfit and he's killing I mean, it. I, I get it. I, you got to, you got to dress for the occasion. I changed my clothes to go to the grocery store for God's sake. Yeah. So I, I get, I get it. it. I can see it. But no. then, now that he's been outed, it's, it's a nightmare. No, you can't, you can't get caught. That's the thing. No, you can't but, get caught. Or you can, you can get caught, but you have to do something incredible, like do a tearaway outfit and boom, the, the uniforms underneath. That's you know, genius. Just Velcro from the shoulder down. <laughs> I think I saw this morning someone saying that uh, Michael Jordan's jeans were tearaway. That's why they were so big. <laughs> <laughs> he's always he ready for a game. Shorts of, on underneath. Well, he never know when the monsters are going to exactly. show up. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, he's like Batman. Just Michael know. Jordan's got like the, those cases of like gambling chips in this giant Jinko pockets. <laughs> <laughs> he needs those giant Jinko pockets to keep golf clubs, gambling chips. Charles Oakley. I mean, <laughs> you got to have huge pockets when you're carrying around stuff like that. That's true. All right. Well, those were our best things. What's the opposite of the steak and eggs? What is your cream of wheat worst thing? Everybody talks about parody. You know what the league record was this year? Uh, no. 1230 and 1230. So there was 1,230 games or there was, you know, 2,460 games and it was equally split. Um, for you, a 500 record. Are you making a Kyrie Irving joke? No. Tell me why that would be a joke for Kyrie Irving. It's impossible for it not to be a 500 <laughs> record. Yeah. I know. Okay. <laughs> it's a zero-sum game here. Yeah. Oh. Okay. It's beautiful. Good. Nobody can win and lose at the same time. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> that's, that's a Ned's feed if anyone is on... People are saying wow. there's no parity, but right. hey, equal number of wins and losses every season. Every single equal season. Equal number of wins and losses. I'm going to blow Kyrie Irving's mind with that. Yeah. That's pretty oh, good. Oh, yeah. Galaxy, galaxy brain for sure when Kyrie hears that. <laughs> you know, uh, but teams playing in the NBA finals usually uh, go four and four, too. So it's another thing. Or four and three? Or three and four? Well, somebody loses four games and somebody wins four games. Oh, good point. This is some hard math. <laughs> this is difficult stuff. Um, so how many games all right okay okay i made keith angry right now so how many games how does that happen if there's only seven games how can two teams one win four and one lose four if there's only seven games it doesn't make sense you know what when i look out at the horizon chuck i don't see any curvature i mean look i don't see any curvature at all right i've never been in a space have you been in a spaceship keith That's my worst thing. John, what's, John, what, John, what's your worst, worst thing? thing? Well, I, I was going to get Grizzlies-ish, but I feel like I've gone too far on Grizzlies-ish. Well, I was going to do Grizzlies-ish, too. Okay. 
I mean, I, there's other, there are worse things to talk about. Let's talk about, uh, this isn't Stackhouse. This is the actual I, IHOP. Oh, well, let's yeah. talk about the IHOP. Yeah, we didn't know last week. They to change their name to have a Twitter outrage campaign. Did they pretend? I it, think so. No, it, they, it worked. Oh, they we all talked it, about they it. did it to have the publicity, which we were giving them. Right. They did it to have the Twitter outrage campaign, right. which which worked. Burger King trolled them. They are Burger King dunked on them. Burger King Wendy's turned dunked their on names them. to Pancake King. Uh, but they, they changed it to International House of Burgers. Right. If you don't know, to because everyone assumed it would be breakfast, but they did it just for the outrage. It is only temporary, so it's just a stunt. You know, yeah. clearly a stunt. It's bad. I mean, I don't know. So we should just change our name. Yeah, what do we change the international stackhouse of of because I thought international stackhouse of breakfast would work. Right. So we can do IHOBS. I, I shotter. We can IHOBS. Shotter, international well, we stackhouse should, of Twitter outrage. But should now <laughs> we actually get rid of stackhouse? Is this our moment to get rid of stackhouse? I think if he's working for the Grizzlies and we may run into him in Memphis, yes, because he will punch all of us at the same time and kill us. I ain't so. Scared. We could go. We could go. I hob. I hobs. I hobs. International House of of Bad Bad Shooting. shooting. Yeah. Bad Box Scores. International House of Box Scores. Yeah. Uh, We can't lose Stackhouse. I know. Too beautiful. But it's all going to come back anyway. I I don't know. We need it. We need a. We need a. We've never even made a Stackhouse of Pancake shirt, which is a sadness. It is. Ooh, that's what we should make. I wish I had a graphic designer on retainer. Mm-mm-mm, we don't have one. I wish I had money to. We're spending all that money on Austria uh, shipping and handling. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, my worst thing is, again, Grizzlies related. Robert Para was on the Chris Vernon show. Jesus. Robert Para is insane. He's lit. I mean, all billionaires are insane. Gotta be. Right. But my takeaway from Robert Para was he was a. He was the voice of someone in an American, an AOL online chat room pretending to be an NBA fan. Right. <laughs> but it was actually like a seven year old boy. Mm-hmm. It was like. He's one, of, he's one of those bots that you just feed Reddit comments to and he becomes like, a Nazi. I wish Vernon. Quit subtweeting. Why me. didn't Chris Vernon. I mean, there's a lot of things. Why didn't Chris Vernon ask him this or this? And you understand you're not going to try to get him to say anything rude. I just wanted him to say, like, uh, Paris said something like um, he was optimistic that the Grizzlies wouldn't be able to win 50 games again next season. And I think Vernon said, like, why is that? And he's like, well, if Mark and Mike are healthy and we have, we have a couple of young guys ready to step up, I just wanted a who? Which one? Yeah, which, which two? Broccoli Rob, baby. Which, which two are, are you talking about? Like, there, aren't, there are not a couple of promising young guys on the Grizzlies. Chris, Chris like, Wallace, I think, thinks Jordan Adams is, on, is finally also, ready to step up. He said, they, they, he said like, uh, are you really diving into the draft uh, coverage? He's like, oh, yeah, I watch, I watch draft highlights all the time. I want to make my stamp on the draft. And I want to know, like, well, who are you watching? Like, what are you watching? What are you seeing? He's going to draft a player that he thinks he can shoot over. And so then Trae the, Young. Most, the, most, <laughs> the most one that sounded like a, a bot response or a two um, early 2000s ai response it was like uh what do you do what do you do online when you have free time like what are the websites you go to he's like oh i go to i go to espn.com and look at and look at box scores it's like <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, when you said ai response i thought you were gonna say practice no 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 not that oh that oh yeah it was just, it was just the, the most like oh do you like what do you know about the nba right now he's like well i, I go to espn.com and i looked at uh, and then i also look at nba box scores if you thought my hereditary reference was poor the justice league of america's mysterious benefactor maxwell lord was <laughs> this billionaire man who ended up being a cyborg <laughs> and and he kind of looks like Robert Para. It's <laughs> hilarious. I want to know what are you looking for in a box score, like at the very least. So I, I was let down. I, I he, you know he did let me know that he he's seen Avengers: Infinity War three times in the theater. Remember, uh, Good Lord. Remember in Forty Year Old Virgin when Steve Carell's character has yeah. to talk about sex and he's yeah. like, yeah, boobs feel like sand. Yeah, it seems like he was just fronting. Yeah, because it's you know he can dunk, he could probably play, he owns a team, but can really, he, does he care? No. Can he name three players on the Magic Hornets and Pacers? Mm, each? Yeah, no, 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 no combined. Combined. <laughs> that interview was less stilted than all of Mikhail Prokhorov's, and English is like Prokhorov's sixteenth language. <laughs> well, I, I don't think Prokhorov ever pretends he's doing anything more than making lots of money 
He was saying right. he wants them to be good, but I don't think he ever touts his basketball knowledge. Where mm. I feel like Para always leans on know. like he I'm a huge make NBA all his fan. Players do his weird exercises, Keith. So oh, that is true. He might portend to have some special insight after all. You speaking of weird exercises, you know what I've been doing? Just been throwing a cinder block in my backyard for the past two weeks. Oh, nice. Chuck was mm. telling me about his Juggalo workout routine, and mm. it is amazing. Yeah, I'm, I've I've lost all that weight at Bonnaroo, like all water weight. Uh, and now I'm trying to keep it off. But before I left, I made sure I was, you know, in good shape for Bonnaroo. You can't walk 40 miles in a weekend without, Step you know, one, never cut your grass. Cardio. Step two, run wind sprints through your uncut grass. Well, you don't have to cut your grass if you're, like, making a path with you, you know, <laughs> running back and forth. <laughs> yeah, instead of mowing your grass, mm-hmm. listeners, just, just pace right. over your grass until it gives up. Right, and do plyometrics. Just bushwhacker walk around with cinder blocks. <laughs> you, need a, you need a ton of tattoos, by the way. Yeah. Some There's, old no school Grizzlies jerseys. No one can see me except for uh, the crack house that's, you know, catty quarter to mine. They look into the backyard and they're like, ooh, that may be a customer soon. Every time I pick Chuck up from his house, I have to look around for velociraptors because <laughs> the grass is so damn high. Definitely. Uh, so those were our worst things. Do we even need to do a scattered, smothered, covered? The only other That's news. It. The only other news item I, I saw was a a report that Pop might hang it up. Um, before, that, to after me, the that, 2020 to me, Olympics. Like, hey, LeBron, if you want to play with Pop, come right now. You better do it. You can't do it in your twilight. Well, I, I've been talking. I talked with Mo DeKeel and Dave DeFour on Tuesday about some different LeBron locations. I actually, I started diving in a little more. I think there's a lot of really fun trade options. If again, Dan Gilbert decides he, he will play ball. Like, yeah, it seems like the nuggets could give multiple first round picks. And if you were the Cavs, like, would you accept kind of not great options, but you know, soon to be expiring options, something, yeah, yeah, like, like when they when they just walk, that's the most depressing thing in the world. Oh, tell me about it. I was trying to think yeah. would would the Nuggets they'd have to pay luxury tax. That's the caveat. They they might not be available. Like would the Nuggets or would the Cavaliers accept like a uh, a Mason Plumley, Kenneth Fareed, um, Wilson Chandler? Well, yeah, Mason Plumley's a bad contract, but you get, you know, Fareed will expire next year. And, and then, like, two first-round picks, like the 14 pick this year. And in yeah, a future. that sounds like a perfect uh, – uh, well, I guess the lottery system is dead, but you will not win games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, But it seems like that's better, than, that's better than nothing. And then you get an incredible Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, like Millsap, Jokic, and LeBron seems awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and- and and really, the the Cavs are in a situation where they get rid of LeBron and Kevin Love, and they can get assets for both of those players. They can set themselves up very quickly. I mean, wouldn't would the Trailblazers break up the CJ and Dame backcourt mm. to trade like CJ to the Cavs for LeBron James, just straight up? I mean, LeBron wouldn't be third option; he'd have to be just second option in, in this scenario. But like, it seems like that I don't would know. be a good option. Nurkin, Nurkin, Nurkistan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think Nurkic is uh, hopefully not a part of the Blazers' future. Who knows? Who knows? He was good on D, but not much else. And then there's the options: would the Lakers or would the Trailblazers accept this offer from the Lakers? Uh, I saw this. Um, I think Josh Eberly put this on Twitter. Alonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, um, Dang, and then two first-round draft picks for Dame Lillard. Mm. So then Dame Lillard could come join LeBron James and Paul George in Los Angeles. So it's like a complete reshuffling of the LA Lakers and you end up with Dame LeBron and Paul George. Somewhat tangentially. I listened to some NBA podcast on my trip down here. I think it was Kevin O'Connor said that he would rather have CJ McCollum than Damian Lillard in Portland. And that was the move he'd make. That is, I feel like that was a, I feel like that was a 2017 take that arose. Can you cover the NBA and think that that's even a possibility just from like that team's cultural standpoint, I mean, there is no way they would ever choose CJ over Dame. Although no I, way. I did just hear Bill Simmons suggest that Grizzlies trade the four pick for Darren Fox. Can we, do you and want that, to talk about that Bill Simmons podcast? I because don't. It broke my mind. It is unbelievable. Like he is so deluded and Celtics and Doncic centric now that he's unlistenable. <laughs> that was well, I mean, torturous. It was, a, was it listenable before? I I I I'm I'm a Bill Simmons fan, but I that like was Simmons, that was like I was like, wait, hell? what? 
I was like, yeah. why would anyone trade a top five pick or even a top? Bill Simmons is, and is all Howard Stern to me. All these trades were <laughs> always move up only to take Doncic, yeah. who is slipping. Yeah. No. So Simmons, it doesn't like, even I, like the 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 scenarios don't even make sense. No. Nothing uh, does. Speaking speaking of Bill Simmons, I believe we actually now have a uh, we, we have a new sponsor, um, and I think we have a new guest ad read. Oh. From one of Bill's old pals. Uh, buying tickets, listeners, it used to be overwhelming. Did I miss a, a deal on the secondary market? I got to check 20 different websites to make sure I got the right deal. Wait a second. Did I check where exactly the seats are? There is a, a, is it an obstructed view? Did I miss a great deal over here? SeatGeek has changed all of that. It's the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to any type of live event, an NBA Finals game, for instance, a concert. It saves you time and it saves you money. It collates all of the secondary market into one place so you don't have to type in 20 different sites. You just go to one. It has an easy, color-coded system to tell you if you're getting a good deal, an under-market deal, an expensive deal, where the seats are, what the seats typically cost. It's very easy to use. It's fully guaranteed. And right now... My listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. That can be a, a high percentage of like a baseball game or a concert ticket. All you have to do, download the SeatGeek app, enter promo code Fast Break Break. Today, that's promo code Fast Break Break for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Fast Break and another break. Fast Break Break. <laughs> so much break, easier break. than doing it ourselves. <laughs> Thanks for doing that for yeah, us. Yeah, we appreciate it. Friend you, of the show. Really. Hey, we love appreciate you, it. But buddy. again, yeah, fast break break. They didn't have fast break was taken. So mm-hmm. fast break break, uh, you know, use that code. Get that SeatGeek. Get it. Get $20 off your uh, special SeatGeek offer. Uh, I believe it is now time for the awards segment of the program. I'll be honest, gentlemen. I didn't think we were having an iShop this week. Oh, wrong. Oh, you were wrong. There's only one game that occurred in the last week. And we have six nominees. Can we just <laughs> nominate a whole team? We have six nominees. You know, well, like when you know you're not going to win, so you move the goalposts and you have a new goal? Right. Well, I think some of those Cavs wanted that eye shot. No, that's it. They're like, hey, we need some sort of accolade. It goes on my you in know, game resume. game four of the NBA Finals, J.R. Smith. Get it. Three for eight, <laughs> ten points. Kevin Love, four for 13, 13 points. Jeff Green, two for eight, five points. George Hill, one for seven, Love it. three points. Rodney Hood, who took the most shots of any Cav in that game, four for 14, 10 points. And then Kyle Korver, oh my God, what happened? 0 for six, two points. I believe Kyle Korver finished the series. One for 16. One for 16. Yeah. Is that? Jesus. I think so. I might One be for 16. Jordan Clarkson finished the series three for 13. Deron Williams in 2017, I think, was only two for 18. I mean, and we killed him. So. Uh, Put a stake in that undead heart. Yeah. <laughs> call Buffy. Uh, speaking of my wife, who loves Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV show. It's a great show. Um, she had resisted the Cal Corver is a Buffy verse vampire for so long. Mm-hmm. She fin- somehow she finally saw it this year. Yep. Well, I'm like, you don't see that? She's like, oh, wait, that guy looks just like a Buffy vampire. I'm like, I've been telling you that for years. Yeah. yeah. She didn't, I, don't, I don't know what it was, but uh, he, anyway. Maybe she's coming out of her, uh, her malaise, Keith. Look out. <laughs> Keep yeah. an eye on those sock drawers, son. So <laughs> uh, I guess Cal Corver 0 for 6, or what do we think? Kevin Love 4 for 13? I mean, Kyle I know we're not Corver. supposed to look at George the George Hill 1 for 7? George Hill, I think the most was needed out of him. Yeah. No, no, but that's not the box. Kyle board. Corvinius Corver. Corv- yeah, Corvacious. Uh, Corvinius is with a C, not a K. Mm-hmm. No, we're good. All right, I like Corver. Congratulations, Kyle Corver, with being the surprise international stackhouse of pancakes award winner again. One for sixteen in the series. It was a crazy game. No Cavs could him shoot. Our Con Man Smythe Award for worst player of the series too for going one for sixteen. The non, the non. LeBron Cavaliers in that game Jeez. four were 23 for 74. Whoa. 23. That, that was your same. That was your uh, I know. Hershey's gold bar. Hung, hungry and vomiting. That was your hungry and vomiting. Just a, a general Homer Simpson. Uh, just noise. I'm sure that'll sound great uh, mm-hmm. in people's head. No, they'll hate it. 
Uh, so anyway, par fadeaway, gentlemen. I mean, obviously, the draft party is coming up. The draft party. itself is coming up. Anything else we are looking forward to? The summer of LeBron. We are not going to hear anything other than him. But I think there there would be a cool, novel way for him to handle this and extend the hype into the season where he just doesn't sign with a team and he just picks up 10-day contracts and bounce around the NBA, all these teams that he can uh, have audition for him, right? He goes you to Philly for genius. 10 days. He goes to Philly for 10 days, says, all right, see what you got. And he can just pick at the end of the season, extends this whole drama clear into the offseason of next year, and he does what his ego needs, which is Kid blow wants to it go up. to the Magic Kingdom, play for play with uh, play yeah. for Orlando for a week. Yeah, I want to go eat some barbecue. Let's go down to San Antonio and just ten day contract around the league. I think it'd be worth it. I love it. I do love it. I mean, he's got enough there, money. There are a few holes I in Chuck's it. plan. I get. I get what you're saying. I mean, legally. I mean, just I know. Saying, I, I, there's I mean, nothing uh, about this has been researched. I do wish it was that a Reddit comment. I don't know why we can't. Yeah, why can't you just like just pick who you play for for a while and just go for you know here and there? Why what can't we, did why Kurt can't... Flood even die for, guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like. I'm still obsessed with what will the first trade be? Like, yeah, you guys realize? I mean, obviously the draft is on Thursday. Oh, yeah. you guys realize in the next seven days there's going to be a trade. It's oh, I'm so be. excited. It's got to be. I'm so excited. Like it's going to happen. Like there's going yeah. to be so many moves. Whiteside. There's so many uh, boogie cousins. I still haven't done a good job. I I owe it to people. Do you think there'll be any big ones, Keith? I think there will be so many insane things. We're going to see the Cavs are going to get blown up. They're going to have to try to do whatever they can to keep LeBron. Uh, The Warriors, that's an unsustainable business model because a lot of people have to get paid on that team. Um, All the things I want to happen can't happen. Like probably the boogie trade won't happen. Celtics aren't going to do anything crazy, but I want those things to happen. Yeah. I would want to see San Antonio make a move, but I don't know if they're going to do that. If we can see if maybe Kawhi stays. Oh man. I want the jazz who have oh, some yeah. cap space to get a guy, somebody. Yeah. If it's Paul George. Yeah. Like, oh, that would be that great. That just seems like they'll be so good. That'd be such a fun. I want to see, the, I want to see the man. I want to see the wizards. They got to move somebody. Yeah. I want to see these teams. Like the wizards got to move somebody. The trailblazers got to move somebody in my mind. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be one of the, the good guys. Miami does too. Uh, Miami wants to move somebody. Right, there's going to be can't. so many, lo- there's going to be so many people making $15 million a year who get traded in the next two weeks. I, th- I think, I think something has to happen. Like you have, you have teams that are blank slates that are like the magic and the Hawks might as well do something. And then you have all these other teams looking to shuffle stuff around. I think, I don't know, like, if the Warriors have, you know, quote unquote, I don't believe this, ruined the league to the point of we might as well move around and just do some stuff, or maybe they do it where a team like the Wizards says, oh, whatever, we'll just run it back one more time again. But I feel like some drastic stuff c- could and should happen. Uh, and maybe we'll get some, like, I don't know, some more, like, we'll see the Rockets get somebody else. The Rockets be even more of a super team. Right. We'll see the Celtics or the Sixers be able to bring someone in, become more super teams. We'll yeah. get, like, these elite. It'll be like college basketball, John. It'll be, we'll have, like, the four who get all the top recruits. Women's? And then all the rest of us. Because there's only know. two teams that matter in women's basketball. Right? I don't know. Uh, Notre Dame was one. Did they win? UConn and Notre Dame. Notre Dame hit all those buzzer beaters. Is all I know about college basketball. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we lose John? John, Johnny. Are, you, are you riding one of those? Uh, oh, no. I mean, you're putting I, the paddy I, I mean, wagon? You, you guys are talking about women's basketball, so I, just, I was getting my Deontay, jo- Deontay Davis jokes ready. Kind of, kind of, kind of called me out there. But yeah, what are you looking I forward to? I listening to you both. <laughs> That's great. What you got on your par fadeaway, Johnny boy? I mean, I think Keith said it all. Yeah. You really can't get any better than the week leading up to a draft as far mm. as looking at where those dominoes are going to fall. Mm. Um, I'm so, and my dominoes are all like leaning against Luka Doncic that I, I've really set myself up for disaster. Oh no, like you're going to be heartbroken. I, I really, really don't see it after the lottery, which I thought had knocked us out of the running, but I also don't believe anything. These teams say oh, it's all so smoke are and mirrors. We even sure that this guy who just had the best 18 year old season, an 18 year old can have, is really going to fall to four? Do we even know that? I don't think we do. I've actually yeah. swung also into the a backlash of opinion towards Doncic. The more I hear, the more I'm like, ah, 
he might be not that great. Like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I've really been hearing more and more of the negatives and I'm latching onto him. I, I get this. There's no way everyone is correct about this guy who looks so slow. He type does. thing. Well, in the ultimate paradox and no nothingness, he is the player I have seen the least of and the player I desire the most. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, isn't that the way it is? I mean, it's like me and women. Yeah. The ones I just catch on Instagram, I have a crush on. The ones I actually see. Ugh. I love you. Please never speak to me. It's yeah. <laughs> kind of a disturbing thought. It is. No, the more I know a person, the more I break them down and hate them. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> I love you guys. Uh, well, see you later. Yeah. Big thank gold, you guys. Huh? Thank you guys for checking the show out again next Thursday. Um, come out to the mainstay. Watch the draft with us. Uh, check out the show next week. Got a couple of bigger guests, I think, coming on. Uh, Big Three starts June 22nd. I'm plugging them since they're uh, hooking us up with a couple guests. Uh, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. Use that SeatGeek code, fastbreakbreak. You follow us on Twitter at the same thing, at fastbreakbreak. Like us on Facebook. All right, you guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing yeah never apologize for being gng fab break break man you understand <laughs>